We're going to get now to Mike DiRocco, ESPN staff writer, who, of course, covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, DRock, my friend, thank you. I don't know if this is the most snake-bit franchise in sports, but it's damn close if it isn't. Uh, it just seems that they take one step forward and about eight steps back, and now Lambeau's filed this lawsuit. So if somebody's not aware of this, you know, give us what, what's happening here. Yeah, former Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau filed a lawsuit against the team, and um, he's alleging that Urban Meyer violated state laws by creating a hostile work environment, and the team did nothing to stop it. Um, it, it's interesting, um, you know, obviously we know the story from before that Lambeau uh, accused him of kicking him uh, during a pre, I guess, a pre-practice warm-up. Um, that story came out in December, and now he's suing because of that and saying that um, Meyer's actions violated Florida civil, criminal, and employment law concerning assault, battery, and workplace violence. Um, he's saying that what Meyer did impact his ability to sleep, practice, and perform at uh, the high level he had before. And it's interesting because um, the lawsuit is also asking the Jaguars to produce any documentation, you know, in regards to any investigations the team conducted into Urban's workplace behavior, mm. uh, which, you know, includes anything, any other instances of, of, you know, hostile actions or violent or abusive actions, to, you know, toward any other employee, coach, player. Um, and if the Jaguars made any effort, documentation of if the Jaguars made any effort to counsel, correct, or, you know, address Urban Meyer's behavior. So, it's a nasty little lawsuit that the Jaguars are going to have to deal with. And um, like I texted you earlier, I, I would be stunned if they do not settle this lawsuit. There's no way, if it's not dismissed, um, let me say, but there's no way they can have this go to court. No way. Ooh. And, you know, it does look like, D-Rock, when, when, you know, Lambo at one point was a terrific kicker, you know, really accurate made, you know, long-distance field goals and all, and he just sort of dropped off. Is there a correlation, do you think, between that and these incidents? Well, in, in 2020, he went on, the, uh, went on IR with a hip injury, and there were people inside the building that were concerned that that hip injury is, is something that, uh, you know, has bothered kickers before and has been a lingering issue and has been something that, that guys don't completely come back from. Um, I'm not exactly 100% sure of the nature of the injury at this point, but I know that, you know, that's why they signed or they kept, you know, they brought in six kickers after he went on IR and cycled through them and eventually ended up with, um, you know, Aldrick Rosas kicked some and they brought him back in 2021 and to compete with, with Lambo. And surprisingly, they cut Rosas in in july i want to say july 30 of 2021 so they kind of felt like he was doing okay but i know the previous staff the staff you know with doug marone the head coach there were some concerns that he was never going to be the same kind of kicker so um that i think did play a role into it because he didn't exactly kick great in the preseason and then he missed all three of his field goal attempts in the regular season so um you know josh lambo was drawing some correlation there and connection there but there's no mention of the hip injury in the lawsuit and that's probably what the Jaguars would point to and say hey look we thought this was going to be a problem for him anyway um, you know and that's going to involve you know talking to members of the previous staff and all that stuff 
Well, not only is there this lawsuit, but then I guess it's still the on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this ongoing thing with Urban Meyer's contract and and what's going to happen with that. That's still ongoing, is it not? Yeah, they have not reached a settlement there yet, which uh, in a way it's almost like if you're the Jaguars, it's a little bit of a catch-22 because if this is all of this stuff you're, you know, Josh Lambeau is alleging is true, and then that does give the Jaguars right to fire him with cause and not have to pay him any more of the contract. So it's almost like do you lose this one so you don't have to pay Urban or do you fight this one? And then you have to pay Urban, and that that negotiation continues for a while. If you're the Jaguars now, new regime, does Trevor Lawrence now? I mean, look, we we all know what Urban is. You know, he likes the spotlight, but does Trevor Lawrence now become the face of this franchise? Yeah, and and honestly, Steve, I think he became the face of the franchise even before Urban left, because just. In the month or so before Urban was fired, he really started to assert himself. He was the one who stood up there and said, you know, all these distractions, all these this craziness, all this the off-the-field stuff, it's got to stop. We can't prepare and win games with all this stuff going on. It's got to stop. He's also the one that went up there and in front of the media and said, you know, James Robinson needs to be on the field. He's the best back we have. I, I don't understand why he's not on the field. I want him on the field. Um, you know, he basically – and I wrote about it. You know, he had to act like a nine, ten-year veteran. Um, you know, a guy with the cachet of like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or you know a Russell Wilson guy who's been around the league. Who, who when everybody or when he talks, everybody in the team listens. And this was a 22-year-old kid who was trying to learn how to play in the NFL, figure out what the heck was going on every day inside his building. And he had to act like that and be the face of the franchise instead of the head coach, who was one of the most recognizable names in, in college football, um, you know, all time. Mike DiRocco, our guest, covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN, ESPN.com. Let me leave you with two quick questions here, D-Rock. In the draft, I mean, look, sometimes teams make curious choices and they end up being great or they end up being not so good. I get what they were trying to do to help Lawrence, but did they do enough? Um, in the draft, you know, they took Luke Fortner, the center from Kentucky, um, and their thinking in the draft, too, is like, look, we got to get better on defense. We've got to add playmakers on defense and, and guys specifically that can rush the passer. And that will help Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. It'll help the offense. The Jaguars were dead last in the NFL in average starting field position last year. I think it was inside their 26-yard line. I mean, you're asking an offense every single time they get the ball almost to go 60, 70, 80 yards to score a touchdown. And you, you just can't, you can't function like that in the NFL, especially when you have a rookie quarterback and a group of wide receivers that drops everything. Now, they added some pieces offensively in free agency, obviously, with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones at receiver and Evan Ingram at tight end, who I think, you know, if he stays healthy, is going to be a huge, huge part of this offense you know, in 2022, but they still have more work to do to help Trevor. To be honest with you, you can't do it all in one off season. It's not like recruiting where you get 25, 30 guys in sometimes not, you you know, they got five extra guys, seven, seven draft picks. And there's still so many holes on this roster that they've got to fill that it's going to take another year of free agency and another draft uh, to really get to the point where they can compete for the playoffs. Last question. Um, I thought the hire of Doug Peterson 
was good. Not just because he won a Super Bowl, because we all know what happened after that and went downhill pretty quickly, but I think he kind of gets it. And I think the staff he hired is pretty good. What's been the general reaction in the fan base, D-Rock, to his hiring and how successful he might be? You know, after the the initial, why did it take a month? He was the first guy you interviewed. Why are we waiting a month to hire him type of thing? And the angst and the anger at that. Uh, I think the fan base has just been ecstatic with it. I mean, it's the total opposite of Urban Meyer, a guy who's not going to make headlines, a guy without a huge, massive ego, a guy who has experience in the league, a guy who won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as a starting quarterback, which, is, you know, to me adds to it because we've all seen, you know, how bad Nick Foles has been since then, and a guy who surrounded Trevor with three other coaches that have been quarterbacks, either at the college or NFL level. So, you know, I think the fan base is, is – immensely pleased with the decision as angry as they were at, at retaining Trent Baalke they were just as you know happy that they hired a guy that has done it before and, and it was the right move it had to be somebody who had had success on the NFL level and who had been experienced and who was not in a guy that's going to be in the headlines so uh, you know I, I, I don't I haven't talked to any Jaguar fan or interacted with any Jaguar fan that didn't like the move wow that says a lot especially with what's happened recently uh, with that franchise, that that's very positive. Um, where can people see your work, D-Rock? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ESPN Duraco, and you can also obviously go to ESPN.com and the NFL page, and uh, all my stuff will be there. All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Yep. Mike Duraco does a great job covering the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com.